Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite CBD and wellness brand, NatureCan. NatureCan was founded by the ex-CEO of MyProtein, Andy Duckworth, and NatureCan is now live in over 40 countries worldwide. One of the aspects CBD can really help a cyclist with is anxiety reduction. So you might be thinking, yeah, well, that's great, but I don't struggle with anxiety, which is fair. But do you ever struggle with motivation? Because we know that motivation and anxiety are linked in that they both influence behavior and emotional regulation. Since I started using NatureCan CBD, that voice in my head, you know, the little voice that challenges your decision as to whether you should go training or not. Well, that voice has been totally quietened. Head on over to naturecan.com today to check out their full range of CBD and wellness products. That's naturecan.com. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah. Now, I know you're probably expecting to hear Anthony's beautiful Dublin accent today, but I'm afraid you're stuck with me because Anthony is cycling his little heart out all around Ireland at the moment in the Ross. And yeah, as I said, you're stuck with me today and I hope you won't turn the dial off because I have some really important information today. Today, I want to talk about evilness, the evil that is sugar. And I didn't even realize this. It's scary. So stick with me while I talk about it. Really what inspired this research for me was last week, Anthony and I were in Mallorca and I think I probably ate about over the course of the week, 10 or 12 of the big bags of Haribo jellies. And I like using jellies when I'm out on the bike because they're an almost immediate source of sugar for energy for endurance training. And they're really easy just to get down when you're suffering on the bike. I mean, by the end of the week, I wasn't even chewing these anymore. I was just swallowing them down like pills. <laughs> That's how hard those climbs over in Mallorca are and how hard it is to stay on Anthony's wheel for the week. And I prefer to use jellies rather than gels just for me um, gels cause a lot of stomach issues for me and I'm also partial to sticking a couple of artificial sweeteners into my coffee and all the sweetness got me thinking how bad is sugar for us and is using an artificial sweetener a healthy alternative and is sugar totally evil and what are the health ramifications of high sugar diets now I wouldn't say I have a massive sweet tooth Insofar as if I had the option to get a bag of chipper chips with curry sauce or a packet of sweets, I would always go for the chips. And we would always have packets of jellies and sweet things in the house for training. And I'd never even think about eating them if I was watching a movie. I look at them as fuel to train. But when I was researching the podcast, I was, of course, completely hyper vigilant about any products that I use that have added sugar. And everything has it. Newsflash, everything. So my soy milk, oat milk, canned vegetables, bread, yogurts. And to be honest, it's frightening when you start realizing all of the hidden sugars in our food. Now, sugar is very damaging to our health. And this has been proven time and time again in clinical research. And I'll talk about some of the papers later. We now know that sugar is a driver of obesity. It's been linked to causing dementia, diabetes, 
heart disease, cancer, stroke, depression, infertility. And if all of that is true, which it has been proven to be, why are we eating so much of it? Now, I heard a podcast a few weeks ago where a frightening stat was read out. The average American will eat, now I hope you're sitting down for this, 150 pounds of sugar per year. That is bonkers. And the fact is also that on average, kids consume up to 30% more sugar per day than adults. Why are we giving so much sugar to our kids? We have a big problem with obesity and childhood obesity, and there's rising cases of liver transplants on kids and teenagers because of sugary drinks and sugary processed foods. Kids as young as 15 are getting fatty livers and requiring transplants. That is frightening. And you'll often hear the term, okay, sugar, it's an empty calorie. We know it's bad. It's got no nutritional benefits. It doesn't give us any minerals or vitamins. But even worse than sugar being an empty calorie, it is in fact a menacing calorie and it's dangerous. And sugar doesn't just make you overweight, it makes you sick and it affects almost every system in the human body in a detrimental way. So we do have good sugars and bad sugars and the good ones are from fruit, veg, grains, healthy starches. But today I want to talk about the ones to avoid and the ones to be on high alert around because those feckers in the food industry are bloody crafty at hiding these sugars and marketing them in a way that they might seem healthy. So first of all, I want to talk about agave syrup. Agave has been marketed to us as a healthy sweetener, but unfortunately we've been sold a pup. Now I would have used agave a lot. I was vegan for a few years and I used agave all of the time because you can't use honey. So I used it as a sweetener every single day. So agave syrup is pure fructose, which is totally fine in fruit because in the fruit you also have fiber. But when fructose is pure, it causes fatty liver, diabetes, inflammation, and it increases uric acid. And that has loads of scary side effects. And it also is linked to an increase in dangerous types of cholesterol. The other one that you want to watch out for is high fructose corn syrup. Now, this one is really bad. So let me explain the difference between this and normal sugar. Normal sugar that you would have on your table, it's made up of two parts. So we have glucose and fructose, and they basically are 50% glucose, 50% fructose, and they're bonded together. And the body needs to work really hard to break this bond down. Now, high fructose corn syrup can be up to 75% fructose and it's a thing called free fructose. Now, free fructose is not found anywhere in nature. This is a completely man-made product and it's incredibly dangerous for the body because, again, it causes fatty liver. It's an industrial product. It's metabolized very different than sugar and it contains loads of chemicals. So during the process of creating this high fructose corn syrup, loads of other chemicals are involved in creating it and you'll get loads of nasty things in the end product like mercury. Now, it's very hard for the body to absorb free fructose. 
When you're eating glucose, so my jellies, it's used straight away by the body, but fructose needs energy to break it down. So it actually causes a reduction of energy in the gut and it causes a reduction in ATP. And we need ATP in the muscles to make our muscles contract and relax to perform movement. Not only that, but on a micro level, you need energy to keep all your intestines and digestive tract healthy. And this reduction in energy in the gut leads to this, you know, the cement that holds the bricks of your gut in place. Well, the cement gets weak and this then results in leaky gut. Then that causes inflammation throughout the body and in turn leads to heart disease, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, cognitive diseases, and the list goes on and on. So we know that free fructose causes a leaky gut. And if you want to improve your diet, if you want to do something drastic today that will significantly improve your diet, never ever eat anything with high fructose corn syrup as one of the ingredients. Okay, what about artificial sweeteners? Now, I use these every morning in my coffee. And if I'm in a cafe, I'll ask for a sweetener because I don't want to use the table sugar because I don't want the calories. But I will not be doing that anymore. And the same goes for Diet Coke and all the other artificially sweetened sodas. And I'm partial to a sugar-free Red Bull occasionally as well. So I'm getting double whammy of unhealthiness there. And because artificial sweeteners are hundreds of times sweeter than table sugar, they trigger the brain into a thing called metabolic chaos. Metabolic chaos is not a really well-defined scientific term, but we use it as a colloquial expression to kind of describe a state of disarray and dysfunction within the body's metabolic processes. And your metabolism refers to all of the chemical processes that have to happen to maintain life. It includes biochemical reactions that convert food into energy that build and repair tissue and then perform all of the other vital functions that we need to live so any disruption and and abnormalities in these metabolic processes lead to health issues and imbalances and that's why they call it metabolic chaos and even though the term metabolic chaos is kind of cool it's not really great and this is the effect that using sweetener can have on your system because when you use sweetener your body has the same response as if it's getting a really big sugar hit and your brain starts producing insulin and when insulin is produced we know that your body begins to store fat and it also slows down your metabolism and we're now seeing links between artificial sweeteners and diabetes so no surprise there and we also have animal studies that have found that some of these sweeteners are carcinogenic so that means that they are cancer causing and if you listen to my podcast regularly I did an episode about gut health recently and these artificial sweeteners are so incredibly detrimental to your gut health that has a huge knock-on effect on the health of your body your gut is called the body's second brain that's how much role its health has in your overall well-being the ones that i'm talking about here are the traditional sweeteners that you'll pick up in your local shop like aspartame they're all so bad for your brain too it's known now that aspartame is a neurotoxin so use of these sweeteners can cause cognitive issues memory issues headaches migraines and again the list goes on and on Dementia is linked to large sugar consumption and a study published in 2018 found an association between high sugar intake and an increased risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Now, this was an observational study, so we do need to have some more research on the topic, but it's still very interesting. 
And I heard on a podcast recently that researchers are now calling dementia and Alzheimer's type 3 diabetes. That's how strong the link is with these diseases and sugar. So what can we do about this and how do we quit sugar? Because it's believed sugar is highly addictive and research published in 2013 found that people who reported higher cravings for sugary foods showed very similar brain activation patterns to those observed in drug addiction. And there's also loads of animal studies, particularly on rats, where the rat will choose to continue to get electrically shocked in order to get sugar. They will go and get shocked over and over and over just to get that sugar hit. I feel absolutely terrible for those poor, poor lab rats. And for such a long time, we were told that fat was the problem. And we tried to get one up on Mother Nature by creating concoctions that were similar to fats, but not fats. Like you'll remember margarine fondly, I'm guessing. <laughs> gross and we now know that margarine and its cohorts were extremely dangerous because they're trans fats and we know now that trans fats are very unsafe and this is similar to sugar and sugar-like products we really need to be on our toes the sugar industry is confusing and tricky and sugar can be labeled as loads of different things Food companies will list sugar as four or five different names on the package. So even though there is X amount of sugar, they'll break that down into five or six different names just to confuse us or make it look like the sugar is less. You'll see things like agave. We spoke about that. You'll see cane sugar, corn sugar, brown rice syrup, evaporated cane powder, fruit concentrate, fructose, dextrose, maltose, sucrose, anything with os at the end or malt or iso at the end or iso at the beginning, that means that it's sugar. You'll also see molasses, date sugar, beet sugar. So look at your packaging, be a detective. We quite literally have the world's knowledge in the palm of our hands. So if you're unsure of an ingredient, just Google it. Now, stopping high sugar intake will quickly fix things. The body is amazing. I mean, it feels impossible to quit sugar, but you can. And there's loads of sugar detox, 10 day diets that you can find online. And these detox actually kind of wean you off sugar by using healthy balanced sugars like fruits and high sugar veggies and fiber and your body responds to this so well because your body wants to be healthy so using these detoxes you don't get these huge crashes and feel like you're having a bad withdrawal plus testing shows that even after completing this 10 to 14 day sugar detox, you'll lose weight, your blood sugar markers improve, your blood pressure improves, you've got reduced headaches, reduced muscle aches, reduced inflammation, you're sleeping better and you've got less joint pain. It's crazy because it happens so quick. So what changes am I going to make? Well, I'm definitely going to bin my artificial sweetener. It's gone. It's gone for good. But that's not to say I'm not going to put sugar into my coffee. I am going to go back to using table sugar in my coffee. A teaspoon of sugar won't hurt me. And if I'm careful about all of the other hidden sugars that I'm consuming throughout the course of the day in processed food and try to keep my sugar intake between five and six teaspoons per day, and when I'm on the bike, I'm going to try and use a better mix of fresh fruits and dried fruits for fuel. Now, that's not to say I'm ditching the jellies, but I'm certainly going to have a bigger intake of natural sugars. Folks, that's it for me today. I'm back again tomorrow 
with Anthony for a pre-recorded newbie questions. It's a good one, so don't miss it. And you'll also hear from me on Saturday for my solo cast. Safe pedaling, you gorgeous cyclists. Mwah.